Welcome to More Than Hashtags, a practical social media podcast that provides real application, what's working, what's trending, and what's next. I'm Adam Leidecker, Director of Social Strategy at Auto Radio, OTTO Radio. I'm Vincent Orlick, the, um, what am I, CMO at Brandish Social Media. What else, what else? And President of Social Media Club, Phoenix. dun dun dun, dun. Da, 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 da. In the Valley of the Sun. Hey. Verification failed. Man. Lucky episode number 13. Here we are. Thanks for being here, Vincent. We're here. I'm, I'm sort of here. Uh, Vincent's trying to get his um, app store, iTunes, login. I th- oh, my God. He's locked out. I'm not locked out. I know I'm not locked out, but... It's it's very it's very frustrating because I just set up a new password and now it's okay. That should work. This is humorous. Didn't work. How, how tech savvy this guy is. Really annoying iTunes store. <laughs> really annoying. <gasps> Why don't you just tweet about it? <laughs> if only Apple was on Twitter for real. Well, there's enough rant for you for the day. Although they did just come out with a blog. I just saw that about AI, advanced learning, machine learning. Um, something. Some, yeah. I mean, something along those lines. I think I've seen like, I know we're going on a little rabbit trail early, which is good. Hey, whatever. Um, I'm seeing a, at least a lot of job openings for Apple, like in the content side of things, they're really upping their game. You know, they got Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts for Apple podcasts now. I mean, it's only been 10 years, so no time like the present. Yeah, it's interesting that they they kind of have started that recently after all this time when people, it's always been a point of like, well, Apple doesn't do social. Right. You know, it's always been that point. And it's like, well, they haven't needed to because they have their forums and their communities built in. And uh, I mean, You know what? Maybe it is. Like I've been seeing a lot of uh, articles about, Apple losing its cool factor, you know, especially with new phones coming out with advanced features. So maybe they're really doubling down on community. That's what we talk about all the time. Yeah, and really to to reach, maybe to, they, their thinking is to reach the younger crowd that isn't as familiar as the folks that have been with Apple since the beginning, since the Lisa and the Apple II and whatever, the original iPhone even. They uh they need to have a presence in in a few of these places. I I guess I, I'm waiting for their Snapchat account. Look for it. The Apple Music's in there. You know that, right? Uh, well, on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, but eh, that doesn't doesn't really count. I'm talking about like a real like so Apple. What, I, what I've been able to see like people owning it. They've been owning Apple Podcasts on social accounts, Apple Music on Snapchat. I haven't seen the Apple, so maybe they, it's funny to say they don't, haven't found their brand voice yet. <laughs> they found I, their brand product voice, you know, yeah. different products. Well, so. so, so even more so to that, to that uh, point is Apple music is definitely their goal with Apple music is the people who are typically the Spotify listener, Yep. the, the younger millennial Gen Z I mean, look at who, I mean, the reason why you get Apple Music right now is because, you know, like Drake releases an album and it's exclusively on Apple Music for the first couple of weeks. Right. Kendrick Lamar, like it's very, it's very young, young audience that they're going for with that. Or, you know, Jay-Z releases on Tidal and like a week later drops it on Apple Music. Yeah. But not Spotify. What? So what's interesting is I had Apple Music and I had Amazon Music and then dropped them all for both of them for Spotify. I was paying for, I paid for (laughs) Amazon because it it worked with my Echo. And then basically I found out that Spotify did. So I was just trying to like consolidate. Um, So I definitely miss Apple Music. I used that for a long time. I liked a lot of features there, but Spotify is where it's at for me right now. Yeah. And even... I think, have we talked about this before? But even the free version of Spotify, like even on your phone, the free version 
you can still use it. You can still listen to music. It's just not quite as, as functional depending on what you're trying to do. But anyway, we, we digress. Spotify is really good at the podcast now too. I don't know if you've noticed, I noticed that, Adam. <laughs> they have given like a full masthead when I logged in recently. And then when you go into the browse, um, they sometimes they highlight the icons. And yesterday, podcast was highlighted. It's very limited. Um, they do have some quality ones in there. But I like it because I think it's introducing, like what you said, that Gen Z Millennial Up uh, demo mm-hmm. to these long, long, like these storytelling uh, form of podcasting. I like it. I mean, I dig it. They're definitely also going after the bigger names because yeah. – in some of the bigger shows that I listen to on auto, I hear ads for, <laughs> for, Spotify. for Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, let's get into the show. This is where we talk about tactics, <laughs> discovery, industry news, and, and whatever else we want to, uh, would dig into. We do appreciate you guys listening. I got to check. I think we broke a thousand downloads. Yes. Just before, Lucky thirteen episode. Well, I, yeah, I think you. I think you told me that we we're close. And we've got uh, we've got some folks that are are listening, Binging. going back, listening to the first episode, and yeah, and uh, definitely appreciate awesome. yeah. that. This was a challenge and experiment for us, and we're definitely a challenge to continue to do do this and be creative and to see downloads pick up week after week and. Uh, I've been getting messages. Hey, just listen to you here. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. I don't know where they found us. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. It's fun. 1,046. Nice. Just crossed it. We're, we're proud of that. I think that's pretty awesome. It's, but yeah, especially since like we're, we're not about... <laughs> not about we're the not really into the, the numbers and the downloads, obviously, because you know I think some of the bigger shows or people that are like, really going hard at it they they would get frustrated if they were only at a thousand after like you know 12 shows or something but i that's great i love i love hearing that that's awesome where's the music? thank you Yay. thank you to everybody and 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 hold on and your wife has a podcast oh well yes my wife does have a podcast she just started she caught the bug and uh Got all into it and is trying to... Let's drop it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Early childhood journeys. It's it's for educators, teachers, and she interviews um, that type of uh, person, an educator or a teacher, about best practices in the field. Um, she came up with her with her logo and her brand. She was actually talking about what she wants on her, on her T-shirts. Um, An outline? <laughs> they, oh, yeah. She drew it. An outline of a of a parent holding a child's hand. It's basically the yeah. That's awesome. I I did and uh yeah. So she's she's going. I think she's on. She's three three deep, three episodes deep. Um, yeah. I saw she. um, For some reason, I never friended her up on Facebook, so I just did. hmm. It took me. It happens. It happens. But anyway, I saw she put puts a, a bunch of photos up. Like, if your if your classroom looks like this, it was like just straight line of chairs. You're doing it wrong, and then if it looks like this, you're doing you're getting there a little bit better. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's what they do. Her, her, uh, th- their consulting group. They go in and they call it flipping classrooms, where yeah. they, um, I mean, r- regardless of what the classroom looks like, they have a certain way that they approach it, and they, th- that they set it up each area of the classroom to, for different purposes and uh, socio dramatic uh, role play or. Um, different there's I can't explain it well uh, but if you listen to her show they will go into detail about it <laughs> as long as there's no punishment timeout cage in the corner nothing like that no it's nothing <laughs> like that it's it's like little it, it, it totally makes sense when you actually have it explained and you see what's going on there's like little areas specifically for reading you know there's a little kitchen area or where they they kind of learn and play the house type stuff and it's not just for girls either FYI. That's cool. <laughs> hey, we should give a shout out to, uh, I mean, dude, your, hash, your, your, your handle is, is UAMV and your name is Ua Vandercar. 
So I don't know if I, I should have asked you when we were talking, but but Mr. Uh, Vandercar, Twitter handle at UAMV. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Appreciate it, buddy. And I'm um, sorry someone already claimed the offer on uh, I getting the free cinch wallet. Some people from, go, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah don't know well, what we're talking about. You didn't listen to the episode zero. Yeah. But uh, somebody found that Easter egg. Uh, our buddy, long. our buddy at UAMV went and listened to that. And, and he's, he's a fan and we, we love listeners of the show. So thank you. But keep listening. We're, we'll do some fun things from time to time. Yeah. We'll, we'll do some giveaways for, without a doubt. I got so a sticker. What are, what are <laughs> Hey, I, I ordered some uh, Social Media Club Phoenix stickers also. Did you? I did. It, well, because it was a deal on Sticker Mule, which this is oh, not an I ad. I saw that today, but it was like 70%. Everybody got it. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Pretty 19 fantastic. bucks for 50 stickers. 500? Um, for 50. 5,000? I think we yeah. should go get some coffee to sticker the town. <laughs> well, I bought some for Social Media Club Phoenix, and I also got some for the Wifey's podcast. Nice. With her logo on it. Yeah, so she can go stick them all over the place. I feel like <laughs> this is my last tangent. I feel like uh you're gonna get you're gonna get like you are with URLs but with stickers. No, I <laughs> dude, I that that moment passed a couple like maybe a year or two ago when I first discovered Sticker Mule. Um and they ha they always have like deals and stuff. I get their emails all the time. I've gotten them ever since then. And I just I, like I wanted to do it. But just never did. I almost, I also almost bought, uh, created and, and bought Social Media Club Phoenix socks. That almost happened. I think you need to start your own lifestyle brand. I would buy into that. <laughs> I, I need to not do like the, the Social Media Club stuff and just do not a guru. What? Not a guru stuff. Yeah. Oh, the whole line. Oh, yeah. that's not a, I, I know at least three people who would, who would buy your. Not a guru socks, at least three. Yep. Hey, one is one of them Tony Robbins because he stole my my line. Really? His his Netflix documentary was called "I Am Not Your Guru." Oh. That was like within the last season. Desist. Bring it on. <laughs> if, <laughs> if only, if only I had it trademarked or copyrighted or IP or whatever. Let's uh let's dig into the tactics. I am I am uh, all right. I'm curious for you to elaborate on your first tactic. On mine? You know what mine is. I, maybe I didn't explain it well in, in, in our notes to each other. But uh, so, okay, kicking things off with, with tactics. Uh, one of the things that, that I find um, fun and useful and, and effective, uh, I utilized this past Monday on National or World, sorry, World Emoji Day. Global international day of mystery. No, um, the, uh, the tactic is this, the tactic is we have these national days all the time as we reviewed back on like episode one or two with the website, checkaday.com, right? So you can find these days. They usually trend on Twitter. Today was national hot dog day. That was another big one. And so people were, were tweeting out the, the hot dog from Snapchat. Um, so Snapchat was getting a lot of love today actually because of national hot dog day. So, so what you can do is this is specific to Twitter and podcasts. Go on to go to Twitter and figure out what the day is that day. Even if you're, you don't know ahead of time, you can still get it done on the day of. Oh, this is good. I, I know where you're going with this because yeah. I was using this for, conferences and podcasts yep uh, I, whatever has a hashtag anything that has a hashtag so i'm i'm tying it to national days because that's like kind of the the easiest that that you know will probably trend like if you knew national hot dog day was coming up today mm -hmm. you kind of knew well that'll trend on twitter because people will be people will tweet about it world emoji day on monday definitely people are going to talk about that so what i did was i went uh, and I use auto. I use auto radio. So I went on um, auto and used the search function to find, uh, put in keyword emoji and pulled up all these episodes, mostly episodes, because it's not, there's not a whole lot of 
uh, podcasts just dedicated to emoji. There was one for a little bit by Emojipedia, but that ended, I think, in December. They stopped doing episodes. Um, but, but a lot of those episodes were really timely, like within the last week. Yes. Yeah, I found ones. I mean, there were ones from like last year, two years ago, whatever. But a lot of the ones, I think what happened was that in particular, I think they purposely did those episodes like in the last couple of weeks because they knew they knew that emoji day was coming. Right. That's one of the, that's one of the bigger ones because in, in the emojis, in the emoji keyboard, there's actually a, a, an emoji for emoji day. <laughs> it's, it's a little calendar thing that says July 17th. And that's like everyone's, if you're ever wondering what that emoji is that says, it's not just a calendar day. It's specifically emoji day. So, so there were these episodes and I just, I mean, I scheduled these in buffer to go out and I, what I did was tag if the show uh, had a Twitter handle associated with it sure. or if I could find the host name and I would they love would, that. Right. Yeah. I was promote like, like uh, the, I think the Sporkful. Yeah. The Sporkful podcast, right? Sporkful is one of my favorite food podcasts. Yeah. And I'm, I got turned on to that one because of you. Um, they, they had an emoji episode recently. Oh, about and why, why there's no pie emoji. What, what, I, yeah, I yeah, what food emojis they wish they could have. So, so that was a great one for, yeah. you know, and then, and then the guy, I forgot his name, but like the CEO or the, the founder of Emojipedia has been on a lot of podcasts. Um, and recently he has been again, because I think they were, they wanted it to be in time for emoji day. Yeah. So, so that's the tactic. The tactic is you can schedule posts and tweets using the hashtag that's going to be trending and, and tie yourself into that hashtag, the trending hashtag by finding podcast episodes based on that topic that the, the hashtag is, is about. And then you tag the podcast themselves or the hosts and you'll get some action. You'll get some, some folks that'll retweet. They'll like your tweets. They'll, they may follow. I mean, it's, it's just more a different way of engaging. This is not my tactic, but this is a tactic we talk about a lot is atomizing your content. Mm-hmm. A-T-O-M. Um, <laughs> not Adam. It should be Adam. But essentially what I did with this, unprompted, I didn't uh, – you told me like right, the, right when you were tweeting it. So I went ahead and, and collected all these tweets and I turned them into – I retweeted them. I turned them into a Twitter moment. So it was like I picked seven or six six of these podcasts, but essentially told you everything you needed to know about emoji. What is an emoji, where they come from, how they're changing culture and conversations. So I turned them into a Twitter moment. Uh, I also turned it into a blog where I featured the six podcasts and then went back. You can edit a Twitter moment and added that blog into the end of the Twitter moment, tweeted that. um, So essentially created a lot more, um, pieces of content mm-hmm. uh, based on a grouping of tweets, which is also a great idea to do. If you're doing, as Vincent says, uh, curating a list of, of tweets, turn them into other things. Uh, you, I could have actually embedded those tweets into a blog, into medium. Yep. So, but, so many things, so many things you can do. So my tactic actually, actually ties into what you did with those tweets. Okay. Uh, my practical tactic is on Twitter, uploading an image instead of a link uploading an image and then you can tag up to 10 people only with an image. So you did this. So what Vincent did is when he um, linked, used hashtag world emoji day, and then he tagged the podcast hosts and the podcast, he put the link in there to go listen to the podcast, but then he uploaded an image and then you tagged as many people as applicable. Um, I'll do this a lot too. If I'm um, well, when I wrote the blog post, Mm-hmm. I, I had about 10 people cause I had the, the, the podcast, the hosts and whoever if it had co-hosts. So that's my practical tactic that images still do very well on Twitter and they stand out in the newsfeed. Um, it's good to try. I always typically try it a couple different ways because a lot of the tweets that I do pre-fill as a, a summary card. So mm-hmm. you see an image, you see his description, but still I love those images. They stand out. And the fact that when you tag people, they get alerted. <laughs> right. So, it, and so, and now the, and 
word of caution, right? With disclaimer. Oh, for sure. For, for tagging people on Twitter, just don't do it all the time. The same people. <laughs> well, I also mean, like they just get, some people get annoyed with it. It's like tagging people on Facebook. It's some people do not like it, but you know, it, it depends. Like I have people that they always will answer. Like they'll, right. Tonight, I, I, I had a, a tweet that I tagged like a bunch of people. It was a piece of news about Canva. And I tagged you. Um, among you got others. a lot of engagement on that. <laughs> uh, because, because the people I tagged, I knew would be like okay with it and also would want to know that piece of information. And it wasn't like a, a piece of news that came out. It was something I found in the Canva app Yeah, that I think is relatively new because I'm usually like I'm... I didn't hear about it before you mentioned it. Yeah, so I don't know. I know they just did an update. So I think that was part of the update. So spoiler alert, what is it? <laughs> oh no, you have to go look at my Twitter. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, they just uh, Canva in the mobile app, in Canva's mobile, the phone app. I don't know about the, the tablet app, but... Um, in the phone app, they did, um, uh, you can make Snapchat, Snapchat geo filters. Cool. You can, and then also stories, story images for say like the story images real quick, because so essentially these are what people are putting, like they're going to record themselves live speaking. It's just images. Yeah. Cards in between like images in between. Have a great I'm day. Just, I think it's just like like Instagram stories. You know how you can do images or video, yeah. and but in Instagram stories, you can if it's within the last twenty four hours, you can upload it. So this is just it's just the 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 right sized gotcha. um, template, and then you can go in and like like if you want to make a picture the right size, a little bit easier to create because it has like different fonts and colors and well because in Instagram stories, if you ever go and take a picture and try to upload it from the last 24 hours, something it just, you can't do anything other than put it in there and then see how it comes out. <laughs> like if it's a, if it's like a, something you made that has a hashtag on it, let's say a graphic, it's probably not going to be the right sized thing and show right in the Instagram story, even though it goes all the way to the edges and there's no white border like in Snapchat memories. Um, but this allows you to size size correctly on a on a template and then have it have it go in there now, that being said you can do the same thing you can take a picture in snapchat and then just save it on your camera roll and then it's sized correctly to go and upload into instagram anyway you can do it that way too it's cool though i mean canva's being relevant and it's kind of like our extra discovery for the week <laughs> i'm surprised it took them that long to do the geo filters honestly i i think like I don't know, a few months after they came out on Snapchat with the geo filters that you can make your own. Mm-hmm. I figured, I kind of figured Canva would be on that because I've made them in there the whole time. It's just, you just go in and you had to create a, um, a custom size. It was just well, use the, the yeah. size that Snapchat gives you. I think what did it and perhaps, <laughs> perhaps Snapchat reached out to them. I think what did it is over, over uh, the 4th of July weekend. And then even now I see it more and more every day in between people's uh, stories, it says pop up, create, create your own for four ninety nine. So oh yeah. It's everywhere. So now that it's, it's reached a uh, you know, tipping point where, well, cause you can, yeah, you can make them, you can make the geo filters in Snapchat in the mobile app Yeah, inside of it, which is crazy, but you can make them in there. And now with what the difference is with Canva is you can make original ones. Sure. It makes sense with, to reach out. I mean, they have a ton yeah. of users, so, um, I'll be curious to see though, because this, like the reason I could make it in Canva before is I had the Canva for work option that we pay for gotcha. and that allows you to download as a transparent PNG. So I'm curious yeah. if in the, you can't do that without Canva for work. So I'll be curious if in the mobile app, yeah, you can go in and make, and make geo filters, but are they, are they going to allow you to download it as a transparent PNG? Yeah. Because that's what, that's what it has to be for a geo filter. I, I think, I think I would use it. Um, just have like in, in between interstitials. Like if I'm gonna introduce like new podcast recommendations, just to have a little bit more polished look. Like have segments, um, but it wouldn't be the geo filter. Um, but in any case, and yeah, um, back to the back to the tagging images. You cautioned. Um, 
like I got one today that somebody said, Hey, welcome to my, hello to my new followers. And those guys chatted all day long. Mm. <laughs> like, and gifts, then you're on that. Like gifts. All day. I mean, I got it all day long. And finally at the end of it, I was like, hello with a gif. Um, <laughs> so I think if you expect it to be heavy dialogue. Now, one thing I do is when, I don't know if you can do it on web, but on mobile, you can unselect people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've seen that. Like you can go in and unselect people. Cause you can, you can do it on mobile. Um, so in any case, uh, tell me about your fun discovery. Cause I, I like this one. I discovered it, but it was a long time ago on Facebook. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Cool. But I, I only saw one of them. And then recently I found it again because of you. And I, I got it. Uh, so it's a YouTube. This is actually a YouTube playlist as that's part of the channel. Um, I believe. Oh no, wait, no, this is the actual, this is the channel, but in particular, the thing that I watched was part of a playlist. So anyway, I got you. a YouTube channel. It's uh, called first we feast. And that's the name of the channel. I got hooked into it recently because I like, I, I think it's because I'm a, I'm a fan of Chris D'Elia, the comedian, Chris D'Elia. Uh, he's been on some shows. He's been on like workaholics. He's been, he's had his own show. Um, really funny stand up also he's 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 all over the place um one of the the funniest and best snapchat accounts by the way and it's just his name chris delia d e l i a uh he he is uh he's on one of these episodes of um hot ones is that is that what it's called yes so yeah. it's hot ones and it's it's questions he sits there with the guy that's like interviewing him. Who's like a kind of, you know, regular host, affable, interesting questions and stuff. And they're talking and having this discussion, but at the same time, they're eating <laughs> these increasingly hotter levels of hot, hot wings with hot sauce. Yeah. Wings with, yeah. They're doused in different. Yeah. And they were like, they were scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the one I watched with Chris D'Elia um, was he seemed to handle it pretty well. They it's funny because they have the thing like the pitcher of milk sitting there, um, but I mean I don't doubt the stuff is hot. But they it's it's like a different way to do an interview, and the reason why uh, I liked it even more as like a marketer is because they. They um they they they're tying in a bunch of different things into this these episodes, like it's great branding, it's great content. It's they even had the one I noted too with him. I think that was the first one where they used, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong. Someone made them their own hot sauce for the, based on the show, and it's a company in here in Arizona. That's where I saw it because you posted that. Yeah. So, so branded. So yeah, they have, so, um, yeah, they have a lot of different people on like stars, funny I people. I see they have different you know, series too. Like, like you said, it's called first we feast. They mm-hmm. have one called food grails, which is what yep, I, they have different food skills different and then hot ones. Like yesterday, Kevin Hart was on, uh, this is a, let me see if you, I'm going to play this. If you can, let me know if you Let's can see. hear this. Can you hear it? Let's see. This is about lemon pepper wings. You eat chicken and you never ate a lemon pepper one? Slap the shit out of Right now. I don't know if you heard that. I heard a, yeah, it was kind of low, but we, you heard well, it. So, anyways, uh, that was a de- documentary about lemon pepper wings. So, it's kind of like Food Network documentaries with this was like rappers, uh, hip hop stars, mm-hmm. or yours was comedians uh, or actors. Um, I don't know. It's, I- I'm like, why am I just discovering this now? <laughs> I sent it to you because it was like right up your alley. Cause you you're into, they did, they had something with craft beer. Did I see that right? Oh yeah. Um, one of the, the sections, one of the playlists is that's odd. Let's drink it. Oh, that's right. What was it? What was it? Cause I remember this. <laughs> it's, it's a, a six part series that explores the outer boundaries of experimental brewing. Was it the one like, no, there was one to this week. I saw this, they said, put a pickle 
a dill pickle in a lager. Ugh. I don't know about well, that. I I totally because the salty. I'm not surprised by that one. Yeah, pickles are are hot right now. Pickles are hot. Well, anyways, this is a good find because they're only like a minute and a half each. Some are longer, three minutes. At least what I'm looking at on Facebook. I don't know. What well, the yeah, I think that's. I think those are teases because like the Chris D'Elia one was. It had to be like ten minutes. Okay. Ten or it's it's. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it's right. worth it. Let's see. Here's it's one with uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That's a minute. Yeah. Has fifteen thousand views. Here's a twenty-two minute episode with Kevin Hart. Uh, and that one's actually. Oh, I get it. That one's from October twelfth, twenty sixteen. Yesterday was just the promo for it again. Yep. yep. So that that first one got five million views. The twenty-two minute one. Yeah, so it's. I mean, people that are listening, may, you may have heard of this already. But it's just something that I I happened upon. Well, I'm slapping um, myself because I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much out there. Love it. There's so much out there. So it's and the host is is uh, this dude Sean Evans that I I just saw him on like a tech a tech video channel for like the not the Verge but something along those lines that he's like a host or something on there or a writer or I don't know, but, but it's not like that. Like this is a total different, I think he may be one of those more like a professional host type person. That's cool. What's uh, yours? What's yours? Not as uh it's helpful. Discovery. Discovery it's helpful, time. But it's, not, it's not as like entertaining and funny. It's not hot sauces. Uh, well, since <laughs> it is a podcast, we love podcasts. We listen to podcasts. I'm not sure if we mentioned this before in the show, uh, but we've become increasingly active on this. It's a Facebook group. It is the New York Times Podcast Club. Uh, originally started as an actual club. People got together like a book club for podcasts. So they would discuss one podcast a week, do deep dives, and then they started introducing other posts like on Sundays. You can uh, shameless, I don't know what they call it, but basically plug your show. Um it's a really active community. I'm trying to bring it up here. Last I checked, it was up to 18,000 people. Um, these are podcasts. Yeah, it just started too, like within the last few months. Yeah, podcasters, uh, fans. It is a closed group. So if you just search New York Times Podcast Club, click join. Um, it, they're definitely letting people in because <laughs> there's a lot of people in here. I'm actually re- recognizing a lot of my friends are in here in the podcasting world. Um, but this week they're discussing death, sex, and money. Uh, oh, did they move on from uh, Mogul? Yeah, and it was Mogul, and before that it was uh, what was that? What was the the one from? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Ear Earwolf. No, that's the the network, the oh, syndication. I should, I should no, know the, all this stuff. <laughs> Earwolf, Earwolf actually. Oh no, was is it Earwolf that that syndicates Mogul or Gimlet? It's one of those two. People are stepping up their games. <laughs> well, yeah. in any case, super um, – this is specifically around episodes, but then they do open it up to tell us about your favorite episode. Tell us about your favorite podcast. Hey, are you working on something? Um, tell us about whatever podcast. But typically, it's, it's, it's like a book club for podcasts. So if you absolutely love podcasts – and listen to a lot of the top ones, I would recommend it and jump in there. Uh, there's a, definitely a couple other podcast groups that we can recommend. Um, there's one called Podcasts We Listen To. Uh, there's a f- couple other ones. I, I really like Podcast Movement, which is a conference, but I actually find that one of their, um, it's like Podcast Movement, Past, Future, and Present, Past, something. Um, you got it. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, what, specifically for creators, very robust community, uh, amazing conversations, good, deep diving, and like really supportive. I don't see a lot of like spam or anything in there. Uh, it's a really high quality group. Yeah, I. It's it's funny because uh, like that's that's one that typically typically you don't you don't see like these podcast groups or, or other groups, they'll have a rule against like posting links to your shows or to your blogs or whatever. And that one, they, they encourage it to a point like the opening, 
the opening intro message is like, hey, you know, when you when you join the group, tell us about your show, post the link to it, tell us what it's about, when it's on, blah, blah, blah. And then other than that, like be interactive. But then they also, was it today or yesterday that they posted that that one post about like link to your Facebook page or Oh, I think that was another group called Oh, was that the Oh, that's the other group. Okay. we listened to, which is, and there was some other Oh, ones. that's the one I was talking about. Which one? Are you talking about the New York Times one? I don't know. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, you're right, though. <laughs> now, there are some other ones out there, like you said, that the moderators just lock it down, and like you're like fearful, like, if I post anything, yeah, boot me. Um, but they've just reached a happy medium on these. So if you're serious, either into podcasts, recording, or listening... Uh, if you're listening to this, I assume you are. Uh, if you love podcasts, New York Times or podcasts we listen to. If you're getting into podcasting, um, those two as well. But also podcast movement. Uh, a few other ones, but those three for sure. So, hey. Yes. Dig into your industry news. Oh, boy. This no, is, this is a... Earlier you were talking about Apple. And I was like, well, they better keep those Apple stores open because those Gen Zers like to shop in physical stores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so the industry news that, that uh, it, it got a little play, but really it, it didn't get as much play as it should. Um, probably for a couple of reasons, but uh, it was this, this article. I, the way I found it was this article on marketingland.com, which is a really good really good site, which we'll probably talk about in our next episode. Um, the, uh, the headline is move over millennials. Gen Z is now the largest single population segment. According to Nielsen data, Gen Z is now 26% of the population. And if you're wondering what Gen Z represents, uh, Gen Z is defined as those born between 1997 and 2015. God, we are old. Oh my God. So actually my toddler is Gen Z. (laughs) Both of my kids are Gen Z. Um, actually both of my kids are, yeah. My, my teenager is Gen Z. She was 2000. She was born in 2000. So, um, so Gen Z, they've been on the horizon, uh, for the last, I would say year, maybe, maybe year and a half. We've seen some of the, the Gen Zers that are um, even marketers themselves sure. um, or inspirational, motivational <laughs> speakers, which is always laughable to me. Um, I wasn't I, laughing for that reason. I just was laughing. Well, no, I'm laughing because, I, you know. Because such, <laughs> such life, such, such experience. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 look, I, I don't, I'm not going to begrudge anybody here now, but um, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to listen to a 15 year old try to motivate me about how to, how to sell stuff. I get it. I get it. No, I'm not. And, and there's, I know there's a lot of people that believe the opposite and a lot of people that believe, you know, are are on this road. So anyway, they're Gen Z, right? Um, Gen Z has grown up. I'm glad they're positive. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They've grown up with, with technology, um, even more so than the millennials. millennials. Millennials came up with social media and tech once they hit their teens. Right. Like they were in their teens and then all this stuff started coming out. These, these kids have had it. Like, our, like my daughter. Your- or, or have it now. Yeah. yeah. Like, like our toddlers, my three, four years old, they do have access to phones, iPads, laptop i mean however much access that may be is besides the point it's the fact that it's there mm-hmm. and I, I mean i absolutely expose my 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 kid to it you know i i want her to to be familiar with stuff not not you know every single thing but like be comfortable with it because all of her sure. colleagues and and people will be i mean you think about it like yeah, I mean, we, we do. We talked about this in the other episode where we play with the face filters. We don't post them, but like, I never had that stuff growing up. I mean, I, I was, we'll argue about this one the lucky generation, <laughs> <laughs> the Oregon Trail generation, where I played outside but still had the, uh, the first 
the first of everything, first computer. But in any case, um, yep. so one of the stats on your on the marketing land that surprised me yep. was how they prefer to make a purchase. That's just well, what what's old is new again, right? This, yeah, the stat is how Gen Z prefers to make purchases um, according to the Nielsen data that they provide here, which is from uh, Q1 of this year. So it's, it's recent at the very least. Um, 67%, like an overwhelming majority, 67% prefer shopping in a store to the 22% that prefer using the web or lower amount using an app and not to forget the 5% who want to do it by phone. <laughs> like a phone or, call, a phone or call. Or the phone at all. Yeah. No, they don't. That is not what. So what they, they want, want to go to a store for social interaction, but they don't want to actually talk on the phone to anyone. Um, yeah. Or they want to feel it tangible. Like the retailers hold in there. It's like the old record store. You're just going to come back around again. <laughs> Well, how about you probably just got a business first. How about the fact that, um, I mean, everyone's wondering, well, why does Amazon want to get into brick and mortar? Yeah. Well, because Amazon's smarter than everyone else, guys. Just Amazon is smart. Facebook is smart. They, they know what's going on. Our third, third, you know what a third place is? A third place outside of home and work, a third place outside of a coffee shop. There's not too many third places. And some people create it quite well. It used to be the mall, right? I was going to say that. Uh, I mean, I think if we had malls like we had malls before, Gen Zers would love the malls. I think if they could go cruise the malls, hang out at the malls, and go to Spencer's Gifts and, <laughs> and whatever else, um, I think that's probably a little bit of a pushback. Like, the, there's so much social and some texting and everything that you don't really see your friends. So um, if you could go to a store and buy a physical good, the other things that are like kind of freaking me out, I've seen more than one kid. Uh, actually, our, the godparents, uh, my friends, Monty and Jason, they're in Norway. Their daughter just turned five and mm-hmm. she was holding a device that I saw a lot of other kids get. It's expensive and it was a um, camera. It was a um, Polaroid. Right. With, with like real physical Polaroid pictures that you put in there. So like it's expensive. Cause like you could just take unlimited photos with a phone, <laughs> but they, Oh, I was at the Spasso quarter at the splash pad, and literally there was a bunch of like kids. They just graduated high school and they're just snapping photos and each cartridge only has 10, 10 photos mm-hmm. and they're super expensive. But for yeah. some reason they just love it. Oh, that's, yeah, we, we have that too. We have the, um, it's like the old Polaroid. But new, yeah. But new. Yeah, it doesn't look like the old Polaroid. It's like in different colors, flashy colors, pastels, and you pay 20 bucks. For a cartridge, uh, right? For the film. Well, not a cartridge, but the film. Yeah. Well, what, yeah, I guess it is a film But cartridge. they just want the physical. They want it the, versus Well, digital. yeah, and it, it takes the small Polaroids. Yeah. You know, and then we put the Polaroids up all over the house and it's, but it's, it's, it's a novel idea because you don't, that was gone. And then the generation coming up never, well, they maybe were exposed to it. Like by happenstance, someone had one, but those like, cameras were not being yeah, made. <laughs> it's nostalgia once or yeah. twice removed. So it's all cyclical. I mean, just like it's always been stuff will come back. And, and the, the brick and mortar, um, I think to us, to some extent, I, I agree. Like it's, if they can create an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Give them like a reason I, to come there. Like I've been uh, a couple of times I've met friends at Whole Foods. They have a really nice section in the back where you can get some craft beer poured. Uh, you can get your, you know, you can eat there if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if they can create an experience, um, We've talked about that with the supermarket, right? Where they do the, the wine and the wine and cheese or the wine tasting at certain supermarkets. Like they, they're getting you in the store and then you're, you're in the store for a while. It's like eyeballs on, on Facebook or Snapchat. You're spending time in their, in their environment. And if it's pleasant, like I know people who go to target all the time because it's an escape for them. 
and their secret sauce is all the new limited stuff. Um, so that does make sense. Like when I think of it through a target lens and how many people want to go to a physical store, uh, this does make sense. And I, I bet this didn't get a lot of play because p- people might have thought it was a little clickbaity because there's a lot of like, I mean, for years I'd go to like a conference and every speaker was how to market to millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get tired of that because... Oh, that's still out there. But but I was just say like, they're just people. And literally, we kind of all want that. So if you figure out how to talk to people <laughs> and connect with them, help them, serve them, um, and not treat them like aliens, uh, I, I think it all goes back to... Now, everybody's a little different, boomers. And, you know, I look at my grandparents who had like curio cabinets. They just collected knickknacks and stuff because during the Great Depression, my grandma had nothing. And she literally told me stories how they had to sweep rice out of the uh, box, the railroad cars and take the rice home. It was the food they had. Uh, It was nuts. So then they collected stuff, but, and then millennials, they don't want to own things. They want experience. And now apparently Gen Z wants to own some stuff, but maybe quality. I I don't know. But the millennials do collect, like they'll collect photos on their phone. Yeah. You know, there are things that they collect in a different way. The, the, uh, yeah, it's, they're all different. The whole thing with boxing these groups together and saying this group is this way and millennials are killing, like there was that article that just came out somewhere. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Harley Davidson is blaming millennials for their downturn because millennials don't like, motorcycles or something like there's been so many of those types of articles (laughs) that it's ridiculous that right you you can't they're blaming their their business failings on a certain generation who will learn how to how to market to them and learn what they want and how to give it to them and i think that's how you do it and so hey what the other thing i want to touch on in this though is the uh I mean, I have to bring up the Snapchat stat. The Snapchat oh, yeah. stat is is like my favorite because um, they asked them which mobile apps or features and or features do you use the most while shopping in a retail store? Hmm. And 50% said text, right? Which makes sense. 44% Snapchat. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. Hmm. And then Google search is on there, the camera, oh, the camera on, on the phone, yeah. and Facebook. Facebook. Um, Which I imagine like from, I imagine all of these from tech, tech, snap, camera, and Facebook all relate to camera. <laughs> Cause if you're, well, Google, yeah, Google search, I mean, you know, it's, it's your, you're trying to price something. For me, it's Amazon. I mean, a store, I'm pretty much every store I go to. Yep. I check Amazon and Amazon Prime, which is kind of annoying. I have to check two different apps. I'm yep. like, can I get it in an hour or can I get it tomorrow <laughs> or cheaper? <laughs> or I just wonder, like, actually what I am, I'm in the store. I'm like, dang it. I have to come back to the store one more time. Can I get this on Amazon? That's what I think to myself. Um, yep. But for those for those questioning, kind of not seeing the, the bigger picture further down the road for Snapchat, you need to – pay attention to this because (laughs) this, this is where, this is where the, the, the proof is in the pudding that texting and Snapchat are the same, by the way, for Gen Z they're Yes. They're using Snapchat, take pictures and stuff, but they're using Snapchat to communicate like they do text. Yeah. And they're probably using a combination of these two things. I mean, how many, how many different platforms do we text each other, message each other on a daily basis? I mean, tonight at three, I mean, it's, it's, it's text, just tonight. It's, it's messenger. Uh, yeah. Or, or Snapchat messages, mm-hmm. Twitter DMS. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of like platform agnostic. Like I think if I message you somewhere, you're going to get it. So I don't need that logical trail of like our entire chat. Like if I'm in a platform right now, I'm like, Oh, I want to message Vincent right in this platform. I'm going to message you in that platform. Although I'll say this, there is a priority listing because if, <clears throat> if I want, if I want to, that's true. If there's, if there's something I, I want you to know, like immediately it's a text. Yeah. 
if there's something that is more long-winded <clears throat> and and maybe has something else attached to it, it's going to be an email. If it's if it's something funny or you know with the Snapchat uh, can can best communicate that. There's there's that, well, and it's also like I'll do the uh, meet the Fockers circle of trust. It's also like if, if I'm at a conference and somebody like a couple of times just grab my phone and put, we hit it off and we're both in tech and they just put, put their number in my, and in their number in my phone, I'm like, Whoa, like this guy's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And he's not giving my car, his card or telling me an email. Like he wants to hear from me. Yep. The um, text is important. And, and keep in mind too, don't, don't let the fact that, um, when you add those contacts in your phone, where does that go in Snapchat? That lets you add them it, in Snapchat. If you go add friends, right? Any new people that are in your phone that also are on Snapchat, it prompts you to add them, and it says, "Oh yeah, hey, they're on Snapchat." Click actually, add. Like, actually, your your text and uh, contacts is tip of the spear in some ways, oh, closest. That's your true friend social graft graph right there. Yep. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. so, so we, sorry, we got well, on well, that, but well, what's funny is I would say like my industry news is sim- related to Snapchat. I didn't know this was part of the stat in there. Um, you actually told me about this, so I'll give you credit for discovering this. Um, cause you're Mr. Snapchat. You're on it. But I was going to say, if you I enjoy have, the Snapchat news, if you have something in your mental of a picture of some press release or a story that went viral six months or a year ago about Snapchat, you got to think like Snapchat is their business and they want to survive. They're always changing, adding new features, becoming more approachable. I mean, they're not going to like add a feature like maps and think like your child's going to be in danger because a stranger is going to come in like to the house and get them. No, there's privacy stuff set in there. There's anonymous stuff set, set up. Anyways, what they just released was, um, if you're familiar with Snapchat, when you're watching stories, you'll see big brands will have their ads at the end of Snap Stories or in the Discover, and these were really expensive spots. I mean, maybe a hundred thousand dollars, super expensive. So they just released, um, in addition to being able to do your own geo filters for your own locations, which is great, and. We talked last week. We talked about Snap Maps and how brands can do that. They just released um, a tool called Snap Publisher. So it's Snap Publisher, one word, SnapPublisher.snapchat.com, and this allows you to create Snapchat ads in minutes. So if you've seen, basically, it was so simple. You, you put your logo, you put your video behind there, you upload it, uh, you select your, your your target who you're trying to reach, and you put in your spend. So like Facebook ads, Twitter ads. Now you can run those targeted ads um, at the end of relevant snaps. Um, pretty phenomenal. And I, I haven't run them yet. I've been digging into them, but I'm just guessing pretty map based. <laughs> well, and, and don't forget that it lets you, it lets you resize other other ads into a Snapchat size vertical right. video. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple and flawless. So when they say in minutes, you can do it in minutes. And so say you're not, your brand's not creating snap stories. Say you don't have somebody on staff that's mm-hmm. doing that every single day. Now you can actually enter into this ecosystem, create correct sized, relevant ads. You got to kind of understand the demo. Um, for your brand. Now what you're going to, you should probably have a Snapchat account. You should be creating content as well, but now you can get, you know, reach impressions. Um, I'm hoping that they'll have like some call to actions. Like if you want to do install an app, I have seen that in the past. So not having tested this yet. Um, it's, it's all this is coming down the pipeline. Well, and they give, they do give the stats like to the bigger advertisers. They give, they give stats like, more more in-depth stats um yeah it's just for us that are kind of like the everyday people they don't and on the geo filters although those have gotten a little better um as well plus the mobile the mobile option 
with being able to create those in in the phone. Yeah, I love it. I mean, serious or player for sure. I mean, for if you want to consider a new ad platform, uh, visual storytelling. Really, when you sent that to me, I I just said wow or whoa. I didn't say game changer. I'm just like, <laughs> I never say that. But the fact is, they're 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 they are open to take anyone's money <laughs> within guidelines. Um, but also, they own the grid. Like for filters, they own the entire world as a as a buy a, a location for a set period of time. It's it's phenomenal. It's like uh, leasing air rights, <laughs> but they own it. They own the layer. Um, and now mm-hmm. you, now now you can advertise directly to the their social graph. Um, so very exciting. Uh, I'm going to be digging into these to see you know what the return is. Always, it's always important. I mean, just because it's cool doesn't mean you should do it. Test it, try it out, see if it's for you, um, and then keep your eye on it. Don't sleep on it, as uh, as your as your Gen Z spenders are coming for you. Yeah, man. You got a question of the show? No, I had it last week. You want me to have a question of the show? Yeah, that's why it says A next to it because I oh. thought you were gonna have it. Mm, I don't have a question. <laughs> well, no, so I mean, we never do. We just make it up on the spot. So, all right. So I, um, yeah, I, I want to get out of my bubble a little bit. So, who who are you uh, reading, listening to? Um, what new podcasts are you really digging right now? Um, so, if there's like we launched recently, you're listening to us, and you discovered us a couple weeks ago. Thank you. We want we want to discover someone next. So pass it forward. Uh, recommend uh, someone we should be watching who's really dropping some good knowledge, uh, useful and helpful. Uh, I don't know if you, you have anybody, Vincent. Oh man, I we mean, need to discover some more people. <laughs> I could, I could go, I could go on and on about all the people that you should listen to. <laughs> How about like, have you discovered someone yeah. like within the last week? Um, yes. And I was actually, I was going to bring this up actually. So um, I'm pulling it up right now because it's so new that I just found them today. Um, and I was tweeting back and forth with, with the guy, the, the podcast and um, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, it is, here we go. Okay. Film feud. Film feud. Here's how new it is. It's so new. I'm gonna recommend it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm still gonna recommend it. And here's why. I'm gonna read you the description and tell me if this doesn't sound like a really fun idea and that makes you want to listen. Ready? Go. Film feud. Longtime friends become enemies each week <laughs> as they as they debate about whether a randomly selected film from the IMDb top 250 deserves to be on the list. Oh my goodness. That could get good. It's and so they've done or bad. They pick random ones, right? They they've done Star Wars, the the very first Star Wars movie, which is episode four. Um they've done Wolf of Wall Street, they've done a couple I've never heard of, or one I've never heard of. Um they've done The Departed, Rocky. So and what they do is they, they flip a coin, I think, from the other description I read about it and basically where, take a side. So where can we find them? Because your recommendation will be mine because I, I read the same description. And I was like, I'm <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, of course, on auto radio. Uh, Film Feud at Film Feud Pod is their Twitter. Okay. Um, and uh, I have them on my auto, auto radio app. And, of course, they're in iTunes as well and everywhere else you listen to podcasts, but uh, they were, they were pretty responsive on Twitter too, which was, I'm always a fan of that. Uh, When, when podcasts and podcast hosts uh, engage with, with people who are are fans. They're, Um, they're, they're in new Delhi, India. Like I said, I haven't listened to it. I, I, their names are, are Vidor and Vikram Tia, I think it's <laughs> how to pronounce great. their name. Um, oh, but uh, but yeah, let's. Hey, you know what? Let's let's do it. 
Hold on. In a world filled with war, hate, suffering, and Justin Bieber, <laughs> two guys fix it all with a battle about a movie, one film, two opinions, one coin, two sides, they feud. You decide. It's time for Film Feud. Hey guys, welcome to Film Feud, the podcast where we debate whether top rated movies should be top rated. I'm down. And I am Vikram. So what exactly are we doing here, Vikram? We choose a movie from the IMDb Top 250 randomly. Randomly. And then we toss a coin and uh, assign each other sides and feud. Oh man! Oh, I'm in. Wait. So, where did you find this? You found it on auto. Oh man! Oh, Was it recommend, how, recommended? How did I find it? I mean, do you want me to be honest? <laughs> oh, I don't care where you found it. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I, I, I didn't find it on auto. I, um. I mean, you would if you listen to a lot of film podcasts. Well, I, I listen to, a, I listen to a couple, not a lot, like one or two. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna take that back. It did come through on auto, and I think it's because I, I just I signed up to follow the cracked, cracked movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw you tweet them as well. Yeah. Well, no, it was in the you Facebook tweet. group. So, okay, here's here's the the trail. the The Facebook group for podcasts we listen to, I believe, someone put up a post, or they put up one of the hosts put up their post. Um, there in the comment of a post about, hey, post your shows here. And one of the hosts put up, put up theirs, which, um, which is the cracked. It's cracked movie club, and it's produced by Earwolf, which also produces How Did This Get Made, which is a huge podcast, and I've listened to since like the first episode for the last three years, and and so when they posted that in the Facebook group, I commented on it, and I was like, this is awesome because I literally used to read cracked. I used to read Mad Magazine, Magazine too, yeah. but but I, like Cracked was the one for whatever reason I connected with that one more when I was a kid, and I would always like read Cracked, and it was very similar to Mad Magazine. If you're not familiar with what Cracked is, I don't think they do the magazine anymore at all. They may, I have no idea, but they have a presence online. You know, they have Twitter, they have these podcasts now, and they do the Cracked Movie Club, which is the again the thing that got me was the description. And in the description, it's the first line is almost every movie you love is secretly insane. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they just kind of talk about like what's like these movies are if you really look at what's going on, it's like funny how crazy they are. There's craziness around them. So I love it. I'll, winded. I'll, I'll no, that's all right. I'll throw in. What do you got? Because you were saying Earwolf, so I was talking about a podcast. I said the wrong name. It's actually called Ear Hustle, and it's the podcast about life in prison. So um, these these guys um, and the, there's three hosts, fantastic storytellers. Um, so not necessarily like a content creator or something in social. Something you should check out. And they just broke 1.5 million downloads their first month. It's definitely a runaway hit. Um, never seen anything like they done before. You know, it's like the AV club in San Quentin. And wow. being able to break out into the podcasting world. And I, I think the intro is like, everyone wants to know what it's like in prison. And they watch all these shows, but it's not what it is really like in prison. So we think we know what it's like in prison. And these two guys give us a real glimpse of what it is like in San Quentin. Um, so to hear such great, um, I wouldn't say storytelling that is real, uh, but anyways. It's, it's incredible. I mean, again, in the description, they tell you, yeah, it's, no, these guys are in prison. <laughs> yeah, recording a podcast. Right, right now, yeah. yeah. yeah Which is, I mean, I, I, did they, uh, I'd love to hear how they are able to do it. Well, um, Permission-wise. Yeah, and, well, they have an AV you know, club, you know? It's like they have a wood shop or something. So uh, I forget who the third host is, but she comes in and um, they set up and record uh, and per- perhaps produced off site. Um, 
But I mean, I'm just saying, like, as far as the prison system or the people running the prison. Yeah, I, you know, uh, California's a little bit more laxed. Uh, they're trying to reform a bit. I wonder, I wonder if they're, like, in super max. It's not Joe's tent too. city. <laughs> Recording from Joe's. And it's, and it's not Rikers. I mean, it's San Quentin, which is no joke. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but maybe that's what I mean. Like, I, maybe will show all about that. I'm going to have to listen to that. Dig in. Hey, thanks. Lucky episode number 13 is in the bag. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Drop the beat.